Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, Journey to Nashir. A lot of people around Cairo disapprove of a place like my cafe tambourine. Ah, that's their privilege. But with the European residents, the perspiring tourists, and the usual element that drifts down the delta from the waterfronts, the place manages to stay busy. Me, I just try to satisfy the customers and keep my nose out of trouble. But then you never know. Anyhow, it was strictly business the hot afternoon I went down to the Laredo Company on Sharia Akin. There were Spanish importers and wholesalers of bottled goods. Kind of new to Cairo. My stock at the tambourine was getting low, and one of their brassy salesmen had been beating his chops daily for my trade, so I decided to give him a whirl. Mr. Laredo himself took me in tow. He was a smooth-talking, well-dressed man with olive skin, a wax mustache, and a high-powered spiel. Our line is absolutely complete, Senor Jordan. We can give you prices no one in Cairo can duplicate. Yeah, sure. Careful merchandising, Senor. There is a secret. A small profit, but a fast turnover. That is our motto. Remember... That yeah, sounds good. 100 case slots, and you cash in on our discount plan. The customer makes the money at Loreto. That is our motto. Well, that's all very fine, Mr. Loreto. that is outstanding. From the manufacturer to you with guaranteed liberal credit. At Loreto's, you put more opportunity in your future. That's your motto. Exactly, Senor Jordan. And now, if you will permit me to show you... Oh, uh, that is uh, for me. The telephone, possibly. If you uh, will, take uh, your time. Uh, just have a chair. Excuse me, senor. I will be right back. I didn't mind the wait. The rear of the wholesale house looked cool and inviting after the sweller of the street. So I wandered back, browsing among the cases piled and stacked everywhere. It looked like Laredo had just what I wanted. I strolled around through the narrow aisles, letting my eyes become accustomed to the shadows, and I suddenly made out a stack of cases that loomed up like a long-lost friend. It was a mineral water from my favorite spa in South America. I hadn't seen any in years. I pulled a bottle out, found a nail to get it open, and proceeded to sample it. Just as I raised the bottle to my lips, Laredo showed, and he came charging down the aisle like a bull seeing red. Senor Jordan! No, 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 no! That is not for sale, senor. Do not drink it. It was too late. I spit most of it out, but swallowed enough to take the roof off the top of my head. For a moment, I was stunned, then I was confused, and it seemed like a thousand little flames began to lick my insides. When I fell back against the cases, I was suddenly aware that Laredo was standing rigid, a kind of dumb and sad expression on his face. Que lastima. Oh, don't just... I don't stand there. I to warn you, senor. Give me some water, you stupid fool. Hurry up. I am afraid, senor Jordan, there is nothing I can do now. I tried to scream at him, but didn't quite make it. I doubled up in pain, and the next thing I knew, I was groveling at Laredo's feet. It got dark then, and the rest was like a nightmare. First, I was tossed in the sea, and again by a howling wind. There were times when I was conscious of a strange odor. 
It was overpowering and hung like a dead weight. Then the sea and the wind and the odor got all mixed up, spinning me off into nowhere. When I came drifting back, my body was still and quiet. My eyes opened and there was more spinning. Not me this time, but a little ceiling fan making like a sunbeam mixmaster. Only it didn't help any. I was in a small room, flat on my back. Here and there was sprinkled some white enamel. And there was another smell, like a hospital. I pulled my eyes to the window and all I could see was sand. I went back to sleep for a while and when I woke up again, the same burning was in my throat and my lips were parched and dry. There was more white. Some of it moved. I looked up to see a spare, mild-eyed man staring down over his beard at me. There, now, you're coming around. You'll be all right now. Will I? I am Dr. Cooper. Well, Jordan's my name. Well, maybe you know. Now, just relax. We will talk later. Where, where's Loretta? Uh, 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 no, I, I wouldn't sit up. Not yet. Where is he? Uh, here. Here, drink this. Ah, yeah. That's better, is it not? Yeah, thanks. You haven't answered me. Oh, Mr. Jordan, why can't people like you and I learn the ways of the Oriental? What does that mean? Resignation at times such as this. You have been through an ordeal. Your mind should be at peace. But then I have tried to. Tell me about Laredo. I'm sorry I never heard of him. And what's this? How did I get in this place? Not much of a hospital, I admit. But the best we have is a tiny outpost like Nashir. Nashir? Uh, please lie back, Mr. Jordan. I was in Cairo only a few minutes ago. We are 50 miles from Cairo. Uh, but then your mind will clear. The heat and the sand does such things, you know. How'd I get here? Why is anyone here? I was a good doctor till... till a slip of the scalpel and... Then... That's uh, uh, all very interesting. Now, what about me? A camel driver named Pandit brought you in 18 hours ago. Where is he? He's outside, but there is no hurry. I want to see that guy. Get him in here. Very well. If you insist. Pandit, you may come in. Ah, you feeling better, yes, sir? I haven't made up my mind yet. You are indebted to Pandit. He found you in the desert. Yes, sir. Half covered by the sand. Your pockets were empty. Nothing to tell who you are. I don't get it. Very strange, sir. Beyond where I found you, there is not water for many kilometers. A few more hours and you would have died. Yeah. Doc, was I poisoned or what? Poisoned? That's very doubtful. You must have wandered about without eating for days. Oh, you're all wrong. Oh, you were dry as a bone. A stomach pump couldn't have been more thorough. Well, maybe I am losing my mind. What do you make of it, Doc? I'm only a doctor, Mr. Jordan. Problems beyond that are only confusing. Perhaps that's why I'm out here, at such a place. It was only a small mistake. Listen, I was in a wholesale house in Cairo. I sampled some mineral water, and the next thing I know, I've been dehydrated and left in the desert to die. Very strange, sir. What went on in between? You're tired. You need rest. It wasn't mineral water. That's a cinch. I wouldn't know. That's what gets me. If they left me out here to die, why did they take such pains to make sure no trace of that firewater was inside of me? Very strange, sir. Yes, strange. So many things about you, Mr. Jordan. Yeah, what else? How is it that you have never had your tonsils out? 
I talked the doc out of a tonsillectomy and talked Pondit into loading me on a camel and getting me to the road along the Nile that led back to Cairo. And by one way or another, I was finally back in the city late that night and unlocking the door to my tambourine. I made it up to my quarters and fell across the bed and was asleep without undressing. Next I knew, it was morning. I was awakened by somebody moving around below, so I went down. It was Chris, my bartender. Rocky, you old son of a gun. Hi, Chris. Thanks for opening up. Where you been? We've been looking all over for you. Uh, you can relax. Hey, you know, Rocky, you look bad. Everything all right? Oh, just a little dehydrated. I made up some coffee. Oh, that'll help. Thanks. Last I knew, you went over to the Laredo Company. What happened after that? Mr. Laredo can tell you better than I can. We called there last night, but no answer. I don't get it, Rocky. Uh, I'll tell you about it. Sure, sure. Now, here's some canned milk. No, I think I'll take it black. Captain Sabaya's been looking for you, Rocky. Yeah, what about? Well, I guess we were all trying to find you, only he came back two or three times last night. Seemed kind of sore. Oh, he can wait. Think you can keep things going here for a while, Chris? Sure. You go ahead and rest. Yeah, not till I see Laredo. Hey, gee, Rock, you're in no condition to go anyplace. Start worrying about Laredo. He's going to need it. I grabbed a taxi a couple of blocks down, and 20 minutes later, I was at the Laredo Company. The front door was open, but nobody was around. Upstairs, I found Laredo's office. It was locked, but a couple of shoves snapped it open, and I was inside. It was empty, too. So I tried the next best thing and started rifling through the papers on top of the desk. There were some names on an appointment pad. I was looking them over when footsteps behind wheeled me around. A girl was standing in the doorway. She was dark and pretty and frightened. I couldn't tell if she was more scared of me or the gun she was holding. If, if you're looking for money, you will not find it there. I'll trade it for something else, lady. What do you want? Laredo? He's not here. He... Stay where you are, I... Sure, sure I will. Oh, no! Oh, oh. <laughs> His gun isn't even loaded. I, I know. I... Okay, okay. Anything but that. Now, come on, take it easy. Here, sit down. Nobody's going to hurt you. Please, please, Mr. Jordan. Buy some from some other wholesaler. Forget about us. What are you getting at? Do not ask questions, for my sake. All I want from here is Laredo. He left on the, on the evening train for Algiers. When's he coming back? I am unable to say. It is a business trip. That is all I know. Just how do you tie in with this layout? I am Rosa Sorno, Mr. Loredo's assistant. But you don't know why he went to Algiers or when he'll be back. Oh, from now on, Rosa, let's make sense. Sense? What went on here yesterday? What was in that mineral water? I, I do not know what you are talking about. Only you're plenty scared about something and you come in here with a gun. You were searching through my desk. I did not know who you were. Oh, cut it, Rosie. You already called me by name. Oh, Quit stalling. We got a lot to talk about. Please, please, Mr. Jordan. If you will go back to the tambourine and forget about this for just two days, even. Who dumped me out in the desert? Laredo? What difference does it make? You are safe now. If you continue to persist, you will hurt yourself and and me. Look, I'm no good at riddles. If you would trust me, Mr. Jordan, come back two days from now. I will tell you anything you want to know. Two days? Why not now? It's only that. Will you not help me? Uh-uh. It's got to be the other way around. Oh, but you do not understand. You do not know what it is like. I... Please go away. No, not till you and I have a look. Come along, Rosa. I took her with me downstairs and into the back. Just as I expected, every case of the mineral water was gone. Rosa wouldn't tell me why or anything else. 
Well, I couldn't see myself dragging a pretty girl with me around the streets of Cairo, so I left her there, standing alone in the big warehouse like a frightened puppy. It wasn't an act, either. She was scared to death. When I got out to the street, the first thing I saw was a familiar black limousine at the curb. A committee of one stepped out to meet me. Captain Sam Sabaya, Cairo Police. Sir Jordan, you have not disappeared after all. Ah, look, you sound disappointed, Sam. Disappointed? On the contrary. What are you doing here this morning? Oh, they sell stuff I can use. Jordan, I have had little sleep. We will dispense with your evasion. Wait a minute, Sam. Being in your missing persons file wasn't my idea. Just as sorry as you are. Your bartender, Chris, informed me of your disappearance early yesterday. But since then, my interest has become much more complicated. Okay, one more complication won't make any difference. When did you last see Laredo? Two days ago, when I came here to see about some liquor. And where have you been since that time? Sam, if you'll just drive me back to the tambourine, I'll dump the whole thing right in your lap. Get in, Jordan. To headquarters, Ali. Hey... I said the tambourine, sir. Proceed now, Jordan. What do you wish to tell me? Well, like I told you, I went to see Laredo about some liquor. I sampled some mineral water there. Only it wasn't mineral water. Before Laredo could stop me, I drank some of it. The water knocked you out? Oh, uh, don't bother to turn around. The stuff's gone now. All hundred cases. Naturally. Proceed, Jordan. The next thing I knew, I woke up yesterday afternoon in a hospital in Nashir with an empty stomach and a lot of sunburn. A camel driver picked me up out of the desert. Picture. Is that all? If you don't believe me, check with Dr. Cooper at Nashir. I intend to. While you're about it, you might talk to... Uh... Rosa Sarno? I've talked with her at great length. she tell you uh, Laredo left for Algiers? She did. Jordan, is it possible you are trying to protect her? From what, Sam? The only thing I want to do is get my hands on Laredo. I fear that will not be possible. Oh, why? Laredo has been murdered. Stabbed and thrown beneath the wheels of an oncoming train. You are listening to Journey to Nashir, today's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Lux leaves you laughing. Yes, America's favorite dramatic show, Lux Radio Theater, bows off the air for the summer with one of Screenland's funniest comedies. Cary Grant and Betsy Drake retickle America with their original roles in Every Girl Should Be Married. Don't miss this fine screen comedy adapted for radio. You have a date with fun this Monday, tomorrow night at 6 over CBS because that's the night Lux leaves you laughing. Now we return you to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, Journey to Nashir. Well, down at headquarters, I repeated my story to Sabaya while he looked at me like a kid that had just robbed the jam shelf. I couldn't tell whom he suspected most for Laredo's death, me or Rosa Sorno. There was nothing to hold me on, so Sam was off to check my alibi with a hospital up in Nashir, and I went on back to the tambourine. I drew a cold beer and sat down in my office with Chris and brought him up to date. Chris has the knack of being a good listener. 
Sure sounds crazy, Rock. Yeah. With a yarn like that, Sabaya wonders where I fit into Laredo's killing. What about the girl, uh, Rose... Sorno? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a hunch she's all right. But she's tied in somehow, and she's plenty scared. Well, a hundred cases of mineral water don't disappear into thin air. And they were careful enough not to leave any trace of it. Not even in my stomach before they dumped me in the desert. Now, Chris, we'd be wasting our time. It's a cinch whoever got you knocked out took care of Laredo. Maybe. Funny thing, just before I passed out... Yeah, Rock? There was a strange odor. I almost smell it now. All I can smell is Cairo. <laughs> Somehow it reminds me of when I was a kid. Perfume, maybe. No. Uh, I don't know. What now, Rocky? Uh, maybe by now Rose is ready to talk. Boy, you sure ask for it, don't you? By this time, I could have found my way to the Laredo Company in my sleep. But there was an answer there, and I had to find it. The place was as empty as ever downstairs, so I started for the office. As I walked up the steps, Rosa was talking to a guy standing in the doorway. He was big, like an ex-wrestler, and his face was red. When they saw me, they suddenly stopped. And there was an awkward silence. I broke it. Oh, uh, don't let me interrupt. Oh, uh, Mr. Jordan, this is uh, Nick Gonolos. Nice knowing you. Why? Nick, please. Goodbye, Rosa. When it ain't so crowded, we'll talk some more. Well, uh, looks like I walked in at the wrong time. I, I told you not to come here. Friendly guy, Nick. Your boyfriend? Why, no, no. He used to work here. He thinks we owe him back pay. That is all. Sure. Rocky, if you would only leave me alone. Wait a minute. Smell something in here again. It's platine, if that interests you. No, not the perfume. Something else. Trying to connect it up. Oh, please, I do not understand. Maybe with Nick Canolis. Couldn't be Laredo now, could it, Rosa? Rocky, can you not forget what happened? You are no longer involved in... Uh, Sam Sabaya doesn't think so. It is me he suspects. Should he? No, no, Rocky, I swear to you. But you are making it worse. Why? Make it clear, Rosa. Or has it occurred to you that maybe I'm trying to help you? Then just go back to your cafe. I will call you two days from now and tell you everything, I promise. What are you doing? Uh... This list of names in the appointment book, uh, they all show up today? Yes. They are only customers. Well, I'll take them along anyway. Very well, take them, but please go. You know, you're not playing it very smart. Get out! Why not talk a little, Rosa? Save us both some trouble. Okay. See you later. Rocky! Yeah? Uh, nothing. <laughs> How do you like a woman who pleads at you with her eyes and tells you to get out? That wasn't all I couldn't figure out about her. All that trip had gotten me was a list of six names. There was an outside chance one of them would help me to the answer. So I started at the top. Antonio Giovanni, 4110 Sharia Ben Amut. It turned out he had a combination liquor and cheese shop. He swatted flies like an old hand. What do you want, mister? It's about a Mr. Laredo of the Laredo Company. You know anything about him? No, anything about him. Sure, I wasn't there today. All the liquor I wanted... He flies. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is the first time you've been there? First time. What are you, checking up on my credit? Tell him to send me a bill at the end of the month. All right, listen. Forget about the liquor. Okay, so I cancel the order. Now get out and take the flies with you. Well, I scratched off the top name and went for the next. The name Abin Wooded. 
that led to a sort of tourist catch-all counter in the Musky Bazaar. It was presided over by a real pleasant old lady with her veil down. Sell me some information, lady. Ah, English. Misa El Caid, yes? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Look, it's about a Mr. Laredo. What's he selling you? <laughs> Laredo? <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, yes? Oh, I can tell we see eye to eye. Yes. Andi Duca? Andi Nibi? Intafahimi, yes? <laughs> After some more delightful conversation like that, I got out of the bazaar real quick. I found a street that might turn up a taxi, and just as I stepped to the curb, I felt hot wind on the back of my neck. And it wasn't from the desert. The way he jabbed the gun between my shoulder blades, I knew he meant business. Move toward the alley, Jordan. Oh, I uh, like it better here, Canolis. Move. Well, if you put it like that. Not so fast. Do me a favor. Shut up. Sure, if that makes you happy. Talk, talk, talk. I never knew a man who talks so much. Even talking your sleep. Yeah? You make me weary with talk. What do I say in my sleep, Nick? Just talk, talk, talk. Okay, Jordan. We stop here. You cut the cards. Shut up. Keep looking at the wall. With your hands up. Hey, my, uh, my wallet's not in that pocket. Talk, 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 talk. Why don't you try the inside pocket? That's my idea. He stuck his hand out of my inside coat pocket and I swung around and caught him with the left of the head. I had to stay in close, but he wouldn't fight, only wrestle. He got a headlock and slapped me against the building. It got hazy, but I stayed inside his gun till all at once it came down on the back of my head. I hit the dirt for the three count. When I came up, Canolis was gone. I reached into my pocket for the list of names I'd taken from Laredo's office. All I came up with was a broken fountain pen. Now that meant Canolis had plenty to do with this deal. And maybe Rosa Sorno, too. All I could remember was the scared look in her eyes. From the looks of things, I was the Laredo Company's best customer. Because I went back there for the third time that day. And this time, there was nobody there, not even Rosa. In the office was that same odor again, stronger than ever. In an ashtray by the window, I found it. A half-smoked dark brown cigarette. For that second, the door opened are making things difficult, Jordan. Oh, I'm just trying to help, Sam. Come on in. Indeed I will. Where is the girl? She's not here. I got something else. Now, what has that to do Look with... Look at it. A Q-bab. Ever smoke one when you were a kid? Jordan, you are taxing my patience. Sam, whoever hauled me off in the desert is an asthmatic. They smoke these sometimes. Jordan, I... The smell, it followed me all the way out to the desert. Jordan, there are millions of asthmatics... So how will it help us? Might narrow down the field, Sam. Jordan, the field is immense. Loredo, I discover, has more enemies than we can count. He spent time in a Cuban prison for smuggling drugs. He hid in your country, Carlsbad, New Mexico, for two years to escape the Johannesburg authorities. What for? Drugs again. In many other cities, San Diego, Chile, for example, there are records of him. Sam... How about playing ball with me? I want Rosa Sarno. Leave the building, then come back and meet me downstairs in an hour. Are you presuming to tell I me... I want someone to think we've left, and the coast is clear. Who, Jordan? Oh, it's just a hunch. Give me a break. Very well. But after this, if the girl is not found, you will be held responsible. In one hour. Sam left, and I waited in the office a few minutes, then pretended to leave, too. Only I backtracked and slipped into the warehouse. 
I began to move slowly through the aisle. I heard someone enter the warehouse from the back. I ducked behind some cases and waited. It was Nick Canolis. As he passed, I slid out and shoved the stub of my fountain pen in his back. Hold it, Nick. Are you going to talk some more, Jordan? You, this time. About that list of names. They led no place, Jordan. You see, I'm looking around, too. For what? I just wonder what's coming to me. The door on our left suddenly opened, and there was Laredo, with more life than a jumping bean. Nick, look out! Laredo fired three shots, and they all found their mark. The first creased my shoulder, the other two lodged in Nick, and he crumbled at my feet. Yeah, he got what was coming, but sooner than he expected. Laredo held his gun on me, and I waited. You do not seem surprised to see me, Senor Jordan. Should I? After all, if I am dead, I must be a ghost. It's an easy trick to put your identification on some bum and toss him under a train. <laughs> For that, you get a 10% discount, Jordan. That half-smoked Cubab was a dead giveaway. What makes you think it is mine? Oh, the places you've been... Carlsbad, Johannesburg, Santiago. All health resorts for asthmatics. Go to the head of the class, Jordan. I don't qualify yet. What about Nick here? He was a good partner. Until he wanted too much money. And then I had to discard him. Careful merchandising, we call it. Yeah, I got another name for it. <laughs> uh, you would have been a good salesman, Jordan. Uh, selling mineral water? It boosted my sales tremendously. All year round stock. That is my motto. Now, kindly step into that room. You shall meet a friend of yours. Yeah. Hello, Rosa. Rocky. Rocky, I wanted to tell you, you I... I do not like being kept here, Jordan. But now that you have come... Don't look at me like that, Rocky. I couldn't even warn you. I can my think tried. of a couple of times. Loredo was in the next room. He was there all the time. He would have killed us both. That explains a few things. How about the rest? When Mr. Loredo asked me to, to invest in a wholesale business in Cairo, it looked like a good venture. I didn't know what he was really doing until it was too late. Quite right. And now I leave you and Rosa to explain Nick. Well, that won't be hard. Do not be so certain. After all, I could not have killed him. I am dead, remember? All the time I was looking around the room, there were no windows. The light came from a naked bulb hanging at the end of a long cord by a stack of cases that rose above it. I took a deep breath, grabbed Rosa, and threw myself at the cases with everything I had. It worked. The light went out, and I pulled Rosa down, my hand tightly over her mouth. She got the idea and stayed quiet. It was pitch dark now. I waited and listened. Laredo was doing the same. It was cat and mouse. Only Laredo had the gun. So the move was up to me. And I got an idea. There was a lot of dust in the air from the overturned cases and a lot more on the floor. I began to blow it into the air, slowly and methodically. In a few minutes, it began to play havoc with Laredo's asthma. I moved quickly and quietly. I knew where he was now. A couple of more steps, and then I dove! I landed right on top of him. We rolled over and over, and then I lost him again. All of a sudden, a light flashed across the room from the open door. Ricky, he's getting away! Keep back, Rosa! Someone was blasting away in the next room. All of a sudden, it got quiet. Rosa and I waited to be sure it was safe, and I got her to her feet, and we hurried out into the warehouse. It was Sabaya. He was standing over Laredo with a puzzled look on his face. He gave me no choice. He started to shoot as soon as he saw me. 
Well, I'll bring you up to date, Sam. Over there, Nick Canolis. At your feet, Laredo. L Laredo? Is he right, Miss Sorna? Yes, but I... You see, Sam, Laredo had a sweet racket. Even Rosa didn't know the score until it was too late. The score, Jordan? Dissolving illicit drugs and sneaking them into the country is mineral water. I don't know just how it worked. If you evaporate the contents of the bottle, the drugs remain at the bottom. Oh. That should teach you, Jordan, not to sample everything you wish to buy. Oh, on the contrary, Sam. It's a must. Careful merchandising. That is my motto. <laughs> It's CBS, again at this same time next week for another story of adventure and intrigue when we take you back to Cairo and the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Rocky Jordan, starring Jack Moyles in the title role, is produced and directed by Cliff Howell, with original music by Richard Arant. Tonight's story was by Bernard Girard, edited by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool. This is Larry Thor speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.